You know, there comes a time when we when we need to hire an expert to help us get it right. In this episode, I talk to you about my own experience recently, very recently, to the point where it's still fresh in my mind recently of hiring an expert to help me get something right in my own business. And the fact that she called me out on something that I maybe had been, I'd been letting it sit for too long, cruising, just allowing it to be there. And the feelings that it brought up, hypocrisy, some imposter syndrome, guilt, felt a little bit like I'd been hit in the gut. I share about that in this week's episode of The Pursuit of Purpose. Successful brands are rooted in purpose and driven by the potential to make a positive impact on their customers. Welcome to The Pursuit of Purpose with Amy Austin. Each week, Amy brings you practical advice to embrace the power of purpose in all aspects of your business and transform it into the central storyline for your branding and marketing strategies. This episode is going to be a little different than I typically do. And it's not the episode I'd planned to share with you this week either, for that matter. This episode is going to be about me being my own client or trying to put myself through the paces that I put my clients through. Because yesterday, it became apparent to me that I'm not practicing what I preach, and I felt a little bit like a hypocrite. Okay, let's correct that. I felt a lot like a hypocrite. So to give you a little background about why I felt that way, I'm taking an online course on creating a better strategy around my LinkedIn presence. I'm doing it as part of an accelerated program that the coach is offering. And as part of that, she does a video review of your LinkedIn profile after you've completed the second module of the course. So I spent quite a bit of time on that last week, refining and and revising and rewriting and thinking and you name it, I did all of it, right? Sunday afternoon, I hit send on the request to have her do the video review. The video review landed in my inbox yesterday. And I immediately stopped what I was working on and I listened to it. The key takeaway that I got from this was she doesn't know who I work with. And as a result, then she's not real clear on what it is that I do. So if you've listened to the show for any length of time, one, you know that I've talked about target audiences a lot. This is episode 61. I've talked about target audiences in some capacity in five episodes. Just last week, I shared how important understanding our, our target audience is in other business strategies that we need to keep in mind. I've walked people through how do they you know, how do you define who your target audience is? Keep in mind, we talked with Suze Carpenter a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about how clearly defined she is and that when she feels like she's hesitant and not knowing who to talk to or how to speak or what message needs to be shared, she just closes her eyes and envisions her ideal target audience standing in front of her, which is named Jessica, and she talks to her. So you can probably imagine how deflated I felt when Leah, the coach who's running the program, said, I'm just not really sure who it is you work with. 
So if I remove myself from the situation and I look at it from her perspective and I read my profile and I think, yeah, I can't say if I represent company XYZ and I come across my profile that I'm going to feel like I see myself or my situation in the words that are on my profile. I hate that. So here's where I'm at. The first thing I did is I sent off a text to my friend Jim. He's been a guest on the show. I've used him as a test subject for a few projects, a few concepts that I have now implemented into my business. So he's familiar with the work that I do. The text message I sent to him was, I need you to tell me what's the end result that you got from working with me? What's the value that you got from working with me? What words would you use? So that resulted in us getting on the, on the phone and we talked for about 30 minutes and I just kept coming back to this idea. One, when a client works with me, my ultimate goal with them is that regardless of what aspect of their business or where they're at in their brand development work, when we are done, they have achieved clarity, consistency, and confidence. Now, those three things may manifest completely different depending on where they're at than what it did for somebody else. But I want ultimately for them to feel clarity around the work that we've done and knowing what their next steps are, that they are consistently applying the strategy or the tactic or the words or their story, that they're repeating it consistently. They're using it consistently because consistency is going to lead to success. And that ultimately, the biggest thing that they need to do is they need to feel confident. Because if we're not confident in what we're in the actions that we're going to take, or the stories that we're going to share, is anybody going to believe them? No. So to me, those are my three benchmarks. Clarity, consistency, confidence, you have to have them. The feedback that Leah gave on those three words was that they were tactical. I don't know if I fully agree with that. But fine, they're tactical. Because here's the deal. I'm too close to it. I cannot say I I disagree and expect that the next person who might be a really good fit to work with me that reads my LinkedIn profile is going to interpret it in the exact same way as I do. Let's face it, they're not. They're going to bring their own perspective, their own lens, their own filter to the dialogue. And if I haven't articulated what I need that dialogue to be, I have missed my opportunity. So that's what she's telling me that, that I've done. It's I've missed my opportunity. So why am I sharing all this with you? I'm sharing it because I want you to know that it goes both ways. The paces that I put clients through are the paces that I have to go through for my own business development, for my own business growth, for me to achieve my own clarity, consistency, and confidence. I'm also sharing it because I want you to know that even someone who does this for a living needs to have somebody help her get it done. Had I not decided to take this course... I would have continued to let it skate through as, I don't know, maybe a wishy-washy definition of a target audience, because maybe that's what it is. I mean, I know clearly who my target audience is, but here it is. I work with service-oriented businesses who are looking to achieve growth 
and that are more firmly rooted in the purpose of their business than in the potential profit of their business. That is a wildly broad and left open to interpretation definition. If I'm somebody who just randomly comes across my LinkedIn profile and I read through the information on that profile and it is that broad, are they going to see themselves in it? Maybe they will because if they're truly purpose-driven and they're truly rooted in that objective, the words that I've chosen, the phrases that I use, the examples that I share likely will resonate with them. But it doesn't mean that it will resonate with everybody. So I need to tighten that up. Because the other thing I need to remind myself is that there's always a halo around it. I had a conversation with a person who's in this course with me. Remember, there is such thing as a halo. The example I gave was this. When you are a hospital system and you promote the cardiac or the heart care that you provide, that is a known service that provides a halo. People assume that if you can do heart care well, you're also going to do cancer care well. You're also going to do women's health care well. It provides a bigger umbrella over top of you to bring in those other things. So when I niche down and become a little bit more defined in who it is that I work with, there is going to be a halo effect that I'm going to benefit from. That's good. I need to recognize that and I need to remember it. Now, the other thing that this has kind of illuminated for me is that I'm doing exactly what I coach my clients not to do, which is I'm working harder, not smarter. So that's another task on my list this week and and for the weeks to come. We all need help doing the hard stuff in our business. Last week, I sat in on a webinar that a previous guest on the show, Krista Resnick, did as a a launch opportunity for a new service that she's providing. And something that really jumped out at me that she said was she doesn't like the phrase or the word solopreneur. And the reason she doesn't like it is because she said it sets you up mentally to believe that you have to do everything on your own. And as I've kind of thought back on that, she's right, it does. And we shouldn't be going it alone. Most successful entrepreneurs have a team around them, whether they're an employed team or a volunteer team or a mastermind or an advisory board, whatever you want to call them, it doesn't matter. But you have people around that you can trust, that you can bounce ideas off of. Thankfully, I have a few of those. But still, it's easy to feel like you just have to do something yourself and get it done. Don't try and do some things that are hard on your own just to prove a point. Don't allow yourself to get blinded by the idea of, I have a good definition. It's going to work in all situations. Because you know what? It's not going to. You're going to run into a roadblock like what I did with this course that is going to cause me to abruptly stop and reevaluate and reassess what I'm doing and come up with a better answer. I can't promise you I'm going to stop talking about target audiences because I probably won't. But I wanted you to know kind of where I'm at right now and that 
just because I do this work doesn't mean that I am immune to this work. Here's where I'm at. I still don't have a good, a good phrase that's not tactical in nature. But my goal, as I said before, my, my pledge, my underlying pledge that I make to any client that works with me, clarity, consistency, and confidence. But the ultimate result that I want my clients to have is I want them to have invited brand to be a voice at their leadership table. Because in the decisions made without the brand perspective will ultimately come back and haunt you in some capacity. My lack of a clear definition of target audience, I'd say it's haunting me right now. And it probably has haunted me from, for a lot longer than I care to admit. I've tried to put band-aids on it. Your brand belongs at the table. It should not be a silent partner. It's about knowing your brand and being your brand. Or as a, another consultant that I follow on LinkedIn, or, no, I don't actually follow her on LinkedIn, follow her on Instagram. She shared this yesterday and I like it a lot, but because she said it, I can't take it, which is turn your business into a brand. Hey there. I thought I'd just, before I put this episode completely to bed, give you a quick update on where things stand with my definition of a target audience and creating a better value statement for my LinkedIn profile. Still a work in progress, but I feel way better about it today, Friday, than I did yesterday when I recorded the bulk of this, co- of this content. But I do have to say I still feel the same way in terms of, you know, it was a gut punch to hear somebody say, you know, I'm just not really sure who you work with. Your target audience isn't clear through this. And I had the opportunity to talk with the coach today. And at the end of our rapid fire profile review that she was doing as part of the course, at the end of my section of it, I said to her, I said, you know, it's just so hard because here's the deal. The businesses that I work with, they started their business for a reason. And that reason goes beyond the ability to make a profit. The profit is a byproduct of the work that they're doing. I think that's something that Simon Sinek said is probably where I got that. But I really feel strongly about that. The people that I work with, the people that I get the most personal reward from working with are ones that are doing it because they know they have something that can help someone else. Now, I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to end up articulating that on my LinkedIn profile, but hey, I invite you to stalk my profile and see what I come up with. And I also invite you to shoot me a message or schedule a time to chat with me about your own target audience. Because I tell you what, it's so important to understand who you're talking to and what they're feeling and how are they going to use your service and how are they going to benefit from your service. I honestly cannot think of a business decision that you will make in your business or on behalf of the business that you represent that target audience doesn't need to be considered when you're making that decision. I think of anything that you need to do for your business or on behalf of that business 
is know your audience. So hey, if you do want to take me up on that offer to talk with you about your about your um, target audience, shoot me an email at amy at amyaustinmarketing.com. Check out the show notes. I'll put a link in there on how you can uh, schedule a discovery call with me. 15, 20 minutes, we can chat about it, see where you're at, clarify some points maybe. But like I said in the episode, any conversation with me, what I want you to walk away with is feeling a greater sense of clarity, knowing how you can consistently apply what it is we talked about, and just feeling confident about what your next step is in your business. Have a great week, everybody. This has been the Pursuit of Purpose podcast presented by Austin Marketing. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast player. Head over to amyaustinmarketing.com for links and resources mentioned in today's show, as well as ways to subscribe and connect with Amy. Thanks for listening.